Jesus Bible and Current Events from a Christian Perspective Battling Spiritual Wickedness in High Places One Podcast at a Time This is the High Places Podcast Hello again everyone, this is Jim We have a lot of things to talk about tonight I had to make a list there, so many things Um, First of all, I remember uh, one or two episodes ago We were talking a little bit about the... uh, Medicare for All and the Green Deal, and uh, I threw some numbers out there like uh, $3 trillion a year or something like that, and I think that was for the Medicare for All, and and but I wasn't sure if that was the Green New Deal or the Medicare, or there's so many different numbers floating around, and so I looked this up, actually, so that I could try to, see, now I have to find it, so that I could uh, give you some accurate numbers. Uh, and I believe, oh, I see we have so many things here. There's that one, that one. The, um, da, 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 da. yes, Medicare for all, $32 trillion. That's just for 10 years. Who knows what happens uh, after that? I think that was the Urban Institute estimated that. The American Action Forum actually came up with $36 trillion. So that's uh, over $3 trillion a year. Just to give you an idea, the uh, federal budget, I think for 2018, was uh, $4.4 trillion. So we're talking 3.2 or 3.6, depending on who you want to believe. And the Green New Deal, this was actually very exciting. The Green New Deal is estimated to cost anywhere from i believe it was 51 trillion all the way up to 93 trillion dollars that's just in 10 years that's when um our friend AOC wanted this to be done by so that's just for that period of time uh and that number actually would include a medicare for all uh type of deal obviously medicare keeps going past the 10 years but 90 Three trillion, as high as ninety-three trillion, because you know estimates are always low, and the government always comes in under estimates. <clears throat> oh no, wait a minute. Um, that's the exact opposite of what happens. Um, so that's that's nine. Uh, that's nine point three trillion dollars a year. So um, our current our current budget is four point four. And we add 9.3 to that, and you're talking $13.6 trillion a year. $13.6 trillion a year. Um, That's more than triple. That's triple. How would you like your taxes to triple? How would you like the company you work for to have to pay three times as much in taxes? You think they'll be giving anybody raises after that? You think they'll be hiring people? You think maybe they'll be laying people off instead? Putting in more automation more quickly? Wow. Just to give you uh, some idea of that. So we're talking $13.6 trillion. U.S. GDP, all the stuff that the United States produces in a year, as of 2017, that was the last year they had numbers for, was $19.4 trillion. $19.4 trillion, federal budget would be 13.6. That means the federal government 
would account for 70% of the U.S. economy. 70% of the, of the U.S. economy. That's 30% for everything else. Um, wow. It's not quite controlling all the means of production, but um, that's a lot of influence. Um, just to give you an idea to compare, Chinese, uh, Communist China, GDP as of 2017 was 12.3 trillion. Their federal spending was 3.2 trillion. That was 26% of the economy. 26% for the Communist Chinese and the United States federal government would account for 70% of U.S. GDP were we to enact this. 70. So the Chinese don't even control that much of their economy, and they're communists. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of control in the hands of uh, a bunch of legislators and bureaucrats and uh, executives. That's um, crazy. So that was kind of fun. I just thought I'd bring that one up because when you start to do the math, it's uh, fantastic. Uh, but more and more people are talking about this, so who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, on to other news. There's a bunch of... Uh, see, the news just keeps coming. Like I mentioned before, people um, always accuse Christians of harping on this LGBT stuff. But there's news stories all the time, and I don't think it's Christians that are publishing these. And so, um, so you have to kind of react to them. Um, the, the, so there, uh, have you heard this stuff about, the, all the transgendered people in sports and specifically the men who, uh, pretend they're women and then they go do these women's sports. And in high school too, you have all these like high school teenage males competing in these, uh, female events and they're like breaking records all over the place and, you know, the young ladies, they, you know, <laughs> they don't, uh, they don't stand uh, much of a chance. Well, Martina Navratilova, the former tennis player, uh, she was terrific. She's probably the best, uh, women's tennis player to, uh, ever play. Uh, I know, uh, Serena Williams would make an argument, a very valid, uh, argument as well. Boy, you'd like to see the two of them play in their prime, uh, cause they both are just dominant, uh, in their time. But I guess Martina had made a comment about just how unfair this is that you have men uh, competing in women's events. And it's, it's like pushing the women to the side. Um, and she was attacked for this. She was called a Nazi for saying this, uh, which was incredible by, you know, Marxists. Um, and... It's funny because Martina Navratilova is a lesbian. So even the lesbians don't get a pass. Um, if you're, you know, if you don't um, regurgitate the doctrine that you're supposed to, if you don't believe the things you're supposed to believe, um, it, it isn't even an issue about debating the issues, the facts of the matter that men have more muscle mass and I mean all the forget about all of that um Martina has not um adopted the uh 
the Marxist religion. Um, and so for that, she gets accused of being a Nazi. And it's not like, I mean, she has a, she can speak to this because she's a professional athlete and she was a professional athlete at, uh, at the highest level of her sport. I mean, so it's just, it's kind of amazing, but, um, so there was that one. And then there was this other story about the, uh, court ruling in Canada. I don't know. I'm trying to remember if this was, yeah, the Supreme court of British Columbia, this 14 year old girl wants, uh, says she's a boy and wants to have testosterone injections. Um, but her parents said, no, they, they just, they want her to at least wait until she's a little bit older. Um, but the girl, I guess this court of this case went to the BC Supreme court and the court ruled in favor of the 14 year old girl. So, uh, parents, if you think your children are yours, you're wrong. <laughs> they are wards of the state. Um, and so parental rights, forget about it. Um, not if they clash, uh, with the prevailing mentality, um, so you can see how the devil is really using this stuff, really using this stuff to just, I mean, just attack everybody. But this one is a big deal because it attacks the family, uh, the, just this, uh, foundational institution that God put in place. Um, and parents are supposed to raise their children, uh, in the fear and admonition of the Lord. They're the ones that are supposed to teach them their children about God, about Jesus, about right and wrong, about salvation. And so when parents lose their authority, when the government comes in and takes it away, it isn't just this individual case because this sends a message to kids that, hey, if you don't like what your parents are saying, um, you can go run to the government and they'll give you the legal right to not do what your parents say. And so it dilutes the influence that parents have over their children. So Christian parents that send their kids to, you know, public school, which if there's any way you can afford to not do that, get your kids out of public school. And if you go to a church, if you can't afford to pay for a private or parochial school, you know what? Go to your church and ask them to set up a fund, uh, just like they would a missionary fund for foreign missionaries. Uh, a fund for parents who have kids that want to get their kids out of public schools, but don't have the financial means and they need help doing that. Um, whether it's a, you know, one of those adopt a student, uh, type of thing where other people in the church will help pay for this, but boy, get your kids out of these public schools. Um, but so if their kids are hearing all this anti-God stuff, all this wicked stuff, uh, in their schools, because the devil has definitely taken over uh, the education system. And their parents are telling them the exact opposite. The parents are telling them the things that are in the Bible. The parents don't have as much authority because the government is seen as having the authority. Uh, and if kids uh, rebel against their parents or don't like what their parents say or discipline them, the kids always have this kind of ace in their pocket that they can run to the government or they can run to some activist group uh, that'll be on their side and defend them. So it really, you can see the way the devil is using things like this just from a, a psychological standpoint to undermine uh, parental authority uh, and credibility.
uh, just inc- just amazing, really. So, um, but it's not not uh, all bad news. That uh, Baker in Colorado, who won the Supreme Court case, and then the Colorado Civil Rights Commission went after him again uh, because what does the law matter? Um, and he sued him, and uh, good for him. Uh, we've talked about this before. Sue for money, uh, not just for the rights that you already have. And I guess uh, the Colorado Attorney General. Uh, Attorney General's office announced today that they're dropping the case against him. Um, so see, suing for money matters. Um, and and of course, uh, the baker dropped his case against the state. I feel, still think he should have went after some money. Um, give it to your church or whatever. Give it to some missionaries or some kids that need uh, parochial schooling. Um, but uh, make them pay uh, for the mental distress uh, to, to send a signal to others not to do this, but, uh, you know, praise God. Um, they're leaving him alone, at least for now. Um, so suing for money, uh, seems to have some sort of impact. So that's, that's good. Uh, there was another story out. There's been just a ton of these things about this. Um, where was it? Uh, about this, uh, game company. Oh yeah. Um, Blacklists and biases, computer game company. Which uh, one was it? Uh, I'm trying to even find the name of the company. Dragon Punk Game, whoever puts that out. But this, uh, I was reading an article on um, their hiring practices. And uh, this uh, lady programmer who was trying to get a job there, and she'd gone through her interviews, and she was at her final interview. And all of the questions, all of the questions were political questions to try to gauge where she was politically. This is a nothing about games, nothing technical. They were just political questions. And she was a smart lady. She tried to be very, you know, middle of the road uh, type of thing, very moderate because, uh, you know, trying to, you know, walk that fine line. And she didn't get the job. And I guess they sent her some letter about this, but I, I mean, people are coming right out. These hiring managers This is going on at Google too, that, um, what was this quote? Oh yeah. This is from that guy that, um, uh, James Danamore who wrote that, uh, uh, email about, the uh, liberal bias inside of Google. Um, and yeah, there were hiring, he cited a hiring manager that said, yeah, if you, what, uh, quote, if you express a dunderheaded opinion about religion, about politics or social justice, um, it turns out I am allowed to think you're a halfwit. Um, and then he used some uh, other interesting phraseology. Um, so, and, and, they, and this is all, they even mentioned this in this article, but I've seen this um, uh, for the, the last X number of years anyway. This whole idea of a culture fit. The companies hire for culture fit right now. Well, you can discriminate against anyone with that. Um, if you're saying that, yeah, they just don't fit our culture. And so there are these litmus tests now. I mean, again, people are not even um, subtle about these things anymore. This is this has been, I mark my words, this will be one of the biggest impacts of the Trump presidency. Um, all presidencies have a lasting impact on the culture in one way or another. And uh, the biggest impact seems to be that uh, because uh, our president um, is very plain uh, with the way he speaks 
and um, uh, not necessarily diplomatic. Uh, those who oppose him uh, have uh, removed all restraint from themselves. And people that um, think the way they think, um, just uh, they're not ashamed of it anymore, and they're very blatant. And so you see this blatant discrimination going on against conservatives uh, in general, but religious people, because uh, the world hates uh, God's children. Um, and so you see these attacks, you see these attacks, and um, uh, even to the point uh, with getting a job, and especially the tech industry is rife with this. I mean, everybody's already heard these uh, um, these stories, and uh, I've I've uh, seen things uh, firsthand myself um, that are just amazing because you're kind of going, "Wow, is that legal?" I mean, aren't you worried about somebody suing you? Um, but not really. So there's this litmus test and this bias against Christians, and we've talked about this before, as far as you know. Uh, what kind of jobs are you going to be able to get? What kind of jobs are your kids going to be able to get? Because uh, this is just going to grow uh, worse and worse. Um, but where you see uh, this going on, so it's bad enough in this country, but I, th this is nothing compared to what goes on uh, in other countries, as we've talked about before. And where is the one? Let me find this one. Because China now has set up let me see where this is. Um, yeah, in China, they have reporting boxes. I mean, literally boxes out in front of government offices where people can report religious activity against their neighbors because the Chinese government's really been cracking down on Christians and Christian gatherings and demolishing churches. And they literally, they have, uh, here's one, I can't pronounce the name of the city. Kaizhuang village uh, outside of uh, the government building there. The box says religious belief reporting box. And so you can spy on your neighbors and give their addresses. They even have online things where you can, um, you can send text messages or you can phone call. Uh, they have social uh, media uh, sites where you can go and report this. Um, and so the government can get on it right away and come and break up these meetings and these churches and believers there uh, are concerned that they're, uh, you know, they're not even going to be able to meet anymore because the government's even offering cash rewards for people who, um, who report this religious activity. So uh, it's, this is like, this goes back to the cultural revolution days where you had um, neighbors spying on neighbors and, you know, calling the authorities, they saw the same thing in the Soviet Union. Um, you know, p uh, kids were encouraged to turn in their parents. Um, and so imagine not even being able to go to church, uh, always having to wonder, you know, what your neighbors are thinking of you. What if they get mad at you for something else and just accuse you of being a Christian? Um, you know, who can you tell? Who can you evangelize to uh, without the fear that they're going to turn you into the government? So, I, I mean, it's, it's just, it's extraordinary. The devil is working every angle he can. We must be getting close to the end because every, every possible angle is getting worked. And we're seeing it much worse in other countries. Um, but you see Christianity growing in these countries. I guess it's out in the rural areas in China where Christianity is really booming. And so, praise God. 
Um, and so it's, it's uh, nice to see all these people getting saved. And you know what? Uh, to God's glory, the hardship they have to put up with in their, you know, relatively new faith um, for them uh, is a great testimony to the kind of faith he gives people and the strength that he gives people. And these, um, these believers are in a position to glorify God uh, by being so steadfast uh, in uh, having to uh, deal with circumstances that we don't have to deal with yet, uh, but we better get prepared because uh, we're seeing it closing in on us. And it reminded me of the verses in Revelation chapter 13. That whole chapter is great because it talks about uh, the beast that's where the famous 666 thing is at the last verse. Uh, the beast who's, um, you know, powered by the dragon, the devil, um, and then the false prophet. Um, but there's a couple of verses in here that are um, particularly interesting. Let me see. Um, yep, talking about, uh, yeah. And it was verse 7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So all those who aren't saved, they're going to worship the beast uh, who's powered by the devil. And so um, that's interesting in light of all this uh, big government stuff, because um, if you depend on the government for so many things, your job, your housing, your food, your health care, um, you're beholden to the government. Um, and, and you know, what are you going to do uh, if not go along with them? So um, I'm sure people will be uh, very motivated just because of their love of sin uh, to go along with the beast. But you can kind of see how... All this stuff, the table's being set for all this, with all this power and all this centralized stuff. And if you go down a few verses, let me see. Uh, actually, there's a there's an interesting part of uh, verse 9, which is right after the two verses we read. Uh, if any man have an ear, let him hear. That means pay attention uh, to what it's what's about to be said. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. So people um, people are going to have to put up with a lot. Captivity, death, um, but like you see with the Christians in China, and hopefully the Christians in this country will be just as faithful. Um, it can even mean the loss of uh, your life uh, as well as your loss of freedom. Um, but as we go farther down in here, let me see. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Verse 16. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So can't buy or sell, can't do anything. How about food? So that's that's total control. Uh, the this demonically motivated beast is going to control everything, all of commerce, all of commerce, probably more than seventy percent. Uh, 
and nobody's going to be able to do anything unless they go along with him. And so you see all the people uh, these days that are going along with the devil, that are doing the devil's work, that are attacking Christians, that are trying to push them out of the public square, uh, push them out of social media, push them out of employment in certain industries, push them out of business. And that's before they're dependent on someone uh, allowing them to buy and sell or controlling their lives to that extent. And we're looking at more and more centralized control. This system is being totally set up for this beast to step in. He won't have to build any of this stuff. It's going to be built for him. And by the time he's ready to show up on the scene, everything will be in place. He'll just have to step in. The devil's doing a lot of work. And so I think it's um, it behooves us to be aware of this, to keep our eyes open um, and uh, prepare. And so, you know what, if your kids are going to school and learning a profession, uh, really talk to them about what kind of things they're going to have to get into and what kind of compromises they're going to have to make. Um, you know what, have them, whatever they're learning, have them uh, take some business classes too, so they can start their own businesses because they may not be able to get a job from someone else. Um, Christians should support Christians and Christian businesses and help people out. Um, because we may be the only ones who are willing to, uh, do business or work with each other. Um, so, um, it's, uh, if nothing else, it, uh, motivates us to, um, pay more attention to our Christian brothers and sisters and value them more, because um, it's going to be um, an us-against-the-world thing. Uh, but thankfully, we have, uh, we have the God of the universe uh, on our side, uh, and boy, oh boy, we're going to need him. Uh, and thankfully, we have other things to look forward to uh, than what this world has to offer. So uh, if we lose our freedoms, if we lose our lives, uh, we'll still have an eternity in paradise, uh, thanks to our beautiful God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who provides all that for us. But now is the time when we need strength. Uh, pray a lot. Read your Bible a lot. Uh, as we talked about last time, don't have too tight a grip on the things of the world, uh, because if um, uh, those things are being ripped out of the hands of Christians. Um, and so don't hold on too tight, because as they're pulled away, you might wind up going along with them. Um, and you don't want to do that. So just something to be aware. You can kind of, we talked about some, a little bit of kind of disparate things. You can kind of see how they're all connected. And the devil is using all of this stuff. Um, it's like a chessboard. Different pieces doing different things, but they all have the same goal. Uh, they're all trying to take down the king, but they're not going to take down our king. Uh, our God and king will rule forever. Um, Jesus is Lord of all. Uh, thank him and praise him for that. Hallelujah. That's going to do it for this time. Very exciting stuff. Keep praying. Keep reading your Bibles every day. Uh, feel free to email us, podcast at jesusforsinners.com, and tell all your friends, tell your Christian friends. Uh, they might want to hear some of this. It'd be good if uh, more people were aware and you folks can talk about these things amongst yourselves. These are good conversations to have. So uh, turn off the TV. Don't worry about updating your Facebook page. And um, talk to your Christian friends and focus on these things. 
because we're going to need to strengthen each other. Uh, God gives us each other uh, and his spirit to strengthen us and uh, get us through these things. Uh, pray for the Christians in other countries who are dealing with a lot more than we are, and we can see how God is strengthening them. Very encouraging. Uh, we need to pray for the same strength. And I'm sure God will come through for us. He always does. Alrighty, that'll do it. Take care, everybody. Good night. God bless. Bye.